What's up, guys? This is CJ from the teaching team at The Fold, and you are listening to At Coffee with The Fold. I'm so glad that you're tuning in with us this week as we take a deep dive into conversations that are relevant for our community. This podcast features guests from inside our community, from outside our community, who have something important to say and share that's relevant for our formation into the likeness of Jesus as we pursue the healing and wholeness of Jesus by finding home, family, and purpose. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning back in to At Coffee with the Fold. This week, we're going to be picking up in the middle of a conversation that Chelsea and I started last week. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, I guess it's actually two weeks ago. If you haven't listened to the last episode, you're going to want to go back and listen to that because we're going to be picking up in the middle just a few few minutes before where we left off last week so you can get back into the conversation. But we're talking about parents, honoring our father and mother, what to do when those relationships are not necessarily healthy, how to have boundaries. It's an incredibly important conversation for anyone who follows Jesus. And I want to make sure that you get all of the conversation. So you're in the middle of it this week in part two of this episode. So make sure you go back and get caught up before you jump into this one. With that being said, let's dive into the conversation. until you identify the difference between the home you grew up in and the character of God, you will always be subconsciously projecting the reality of your home onto God. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to be honest about that, it's not, it's a beautiful healing thing. Um, it's not, uh, I think this is important to say too, because I've found that oftentimes I imagine that reorienting any belief to the truth of God's character is going to be this like emotionally disruptive, like Mm -hmm. life changing, um, experience where it's going to, I'm going to need to go to counseling and cry a lot because of it or something like that. But God is kind. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. The Holy Spirit is gentle. Sometimes it's as simple as the Holy Spirit whispering, no, I, I do care. Your dad worked a lot and never came to your games. I'm always there for you and I always care, you know, um, and it might, it might not require, you know, six months of journeying inward to undo, undo this one thing. It might be a simple alignment or a dawning realization, Mm -hmm. but it takes that curiosity and the willingness to be honest about our, our relationships, um, with our parents in order to have that alignment to the real character of God. Yes. Yeah. Um, So moving on um, to maybe consider relationships that were outside of um, kind of what we would consider normal and and healthy, obviously not ideal, but normal and healthy. Um, Where where do boundaries play into the relationship with parents? Um, You know, if if somebody grew up in a home that was not healthy, um, then how, how to... How do we hold boundaries in a way that could be honoring, um, but that's also going to be healthy in the long run? This is probably, you know, a lecture series that you mm. could give on this, <laughs> but if you could keep it to three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem. Yeah, I think every every relationship, parents included, have 
ought to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Healthy relationships have boundaries. Sure, yeah. Um, and those boundaries vary mm-hmm. by what the relationship is, but boundaries are the way that I can love you and me at the same time. Mm-hmm. So whatever my relationship is, in this instance, we're talking about our parents. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the reality of our, again, after we've been curious and after we have had the Lord maybe illuminate the differences between his intention for our childhood, adolescence, when it came to those relationships Mm -hmm. and what the reality was for us, then we can say, okay, now I can evaluate what impact does it have on me when I am continuing to live out maybe an unhealthy dynamic with one of my parents or both of my parents. Mm -hmm. So some of these things are, um, you know, we have emotional boundaries, right? I think that's probably the one that we, when we think of boundaries, we think maybe physical, Hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to, um, I can only be with this person this amount of time in this Mm -hmm. space, that type of thing. And I think those are relevant for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think emotional boundaries are maybe the, the corrects when it comes to relationship because Mm -hmm. emotional boundaries are identified and ought to be identified by the impact we realize our interaction has on our emotions with whatever parent it is. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I'm talking to my father and the conversation shifts and we're not it's not small talk anymore and we begin to deep dive into topics that are just naturally challenging for the two of us or for me personally. Mm-hmm. We begin to talk about other family members. We begin mm-hmm. to talk about other things that are having a negative impact on me and mm-hmm. I realize it. Then being able to identify that emotional impact first hmm. yeah. shows me what the boundaries need to be. Sure. So then I might be able to say for myself, okay, the boundary we're not going to talk about this, this, or this with this mm-hmm. parent because that has a negative impact on me and on others. Mm-hmm. And so I might need to voice that boundary mm-hmm. to my father in this example mm-hmm. to say, you know, when you start talking about this, uh, we could talk about the hot topic ones, politics or yeah, something sure. like that. Yeah. Um, when you start talking about politics, I always feel the need to change the subject because our conversations are not healthy or productive. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, I'm going to change the subject. Sure. And then we can keep talking. Yeah. And the other part of boundaries that actually makes them work is that there has to be a consequence to the boundary mm-hmm. being broken. Okay. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. I say I'm going to change the subject but the subject doesn't change. Sure. Yeah. I'm gonna have to end our conversation. Yeah. Right. So these are pretty those are pretty direct and specific. Sure. Yeah. And I think all of us have, you know, different experiences mm-hmm. of what those should be. Um, but we need to be able to evaluate for ourselves the emotional impact that our conversations, relationships, dynamics in our families, gatherings, whatever those things are 
have on us Mm -hmm. and then let those show us what the boundaries need to be when the negative impact is very Mm -hmm. significant. Sure. Yeah. And I would say when we're talking about boundaries like this, I think it's really important that you mentioned all relationships require boundaries, Mm -hmm. healthy or not, because that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Um, As we're exploring this, especially in complicated family relationships, this is where counseling Mm -hmm. becomes really helpful. This is where um, a trusted, healthy friend noticed that there were two adjectives um, because we all have trusted friends that are not healthy people and we shouldn't take their Mm -hmm. advice, even though we love them and would do anything for them. Um, So a trusted, healthy friend that can help you identify because there's this, I would say, kind of toxic perspective in our culture that says, you know, um, well, I need a, I just need to cut off everybody that causes me stress. I need to cut, right. I need to, right. and boundaries mean I'm not talking to you. I'm cutting you out of my life, right? right. We, we need a healthy person who's going to navigate the difference. And, and a boundary, um, and I think you, this was very clear in what you were saying, that a boundary should lead us towards health, Mm-hmm. not lead us towards disconnection in relationships. Every once in a while, there might be somebody who is genuinely toxic and harmful to be around, and that person should be you know, removed from our lives. A lot of times, what we're talking about is just this thing. It's not, un- it's not dishonoring for me to not want to talk about politics with you, and I need to give myself permission to say it's stressful and it doesn't help any of us out when we right. bring up this or when I spend too much time with this person one-on-one. You know, um, I don't have to spend time with this second cousin or with this person one like um, that. I don't have to fulfill some sort of imaginary obligation to this person when it's not benefiting them and only hurting me. Yes. And you make such a good point about a trusted, wise friend, Mm -hmm. because it would be the op maybe in addition to what you're saying very easy to say oh i'm in a hard conversation this is hard for me to hold mm-hmm. but i'm being held accountable sure those are not places right and so we need to know that difference where a friend might be bringing something to us and saying you know it's very i see that it's it's hard for you when you talk about this with yeah. your parents i don't know that that is a a topic that you shouldn't discuss with them. Mm-hmm. I think it's let's figure out why it's really difficult sure, for yeah. you to to hold that with them. Yeah. And so that does require somebody who knows mm-hmm. you well mm-hmm. and and may even know, you know, one or, or both of your parents as well, yeah. knowing the relationship, knowing their health, maybe this the state of their uh, emotional mental health to mm-hmm. be able to say this is hard for you mm-hmm. to sit with, but I don't know that it should be yeah. something where we don't talk about that sure. with your parents, right? So yeah. I think having wise counsel and insight, as you were saying, whether that is formal counseling or coffee with a good friend mm-hmm. or um, whatever that dynamic looks like, that mm-hmm. we have wise, trusted advisors mm-hmm. in our lives mm-hmm. who can help us answer those questions when it's very personal and maybe hard to do on our own. Sure. So it sounds like we need um, we need permission to establish a boundary when there is something that is harmful, um, and that's not you know obviously we all do things that are hard to help or serve or bless someone else, but when we're not sacrificing for the sake of someone else, it's just causing problems. Mm-hmm. We all, we need permission to say 
nope, I'm not going to spend time, I'm not going to spend this much time with you, or I'm not going to have this conversation with you. We all need permission to do that. At the same time, we all need curiosity as to why that thing is so hard to talk about. Mm -hmm. And we need community to help us figure out this nuance. And it seems like this is probably true of everything we have talked about and are going to talk about, is that we need to understand that there are no quick fixes, Mm -hmm. that there's not a boundary you can put in place that will make everything better, though the boundary is a helpful tool. There's not um, just a perspective shift that will fix it. Um, It is a long, complicated road to health. Um, And it's probably worth saying that if we're trying to find a quick fix, we're not going to get healthy. Um, We're not going to honor our father and mother through a quick fix. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we're willing to do the complicated work of saying – why do I feel this way? Why do they feel this way? Why did, how did my parent or loved one learn? How are they a human being who learned this behavior from their own circumstance? That's hard and it's complicated, mm-hmm. but that is the work of personal growth and, mm-hmm. and inward deepening movement um, and quick fixes don't actually fix anything. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what... We've had this conversation about those of us who have some sort of relationship with our parents. Um, How would this conversation apply to somebody who doesn't have a relationship with their parents at all? Um, Maybe, um, I know there are people who have, who have lost parents. Mm -hmm. Um, There are people who, um, who have had um, parents that have left them Mm -hmm. um, or parents where they just haven't had contact because of the level of unhealth that was present. Mm -hmm. Um, once again, this is another big thing that mm-hmm. we could go into, but there's, is there any um, wisdom that you would give to somebody who finds themselves in a relationship like that? I would say holding on to some of the things that we've already shared, right? Mm-hmm. So I need to honestly be able to look at the dynamic of relationship that I have, whether mm-hmm. that's honoring the memory yeah. of my parent, sure. uh, honoring what our relationship was, and when that parent is no longer present because of death, that I'm honoring even in my grief, mm-hmm. you know, that there's um, honoring that memory and honoring, um, again, with respect to valuing what we knew of their character and mm-hmm. their opinion in our lives and what yeah. that would even be today. Um, and. And that's a hard place. That's mm-hmm. a hard place. And I think we can acknowledge that that is important and painful mm-hmm. to do. And sure. I think for for those of us, maybe some who have had uh, a parent not be present uh, or both parents not be present, um, even, even individuals who have been adopted and mm-hmm. now maybe they want to honor their adoptive parents, but they also don't know what it looks like. Does this also apply to my biological parents? Well, what is, you know, so many questions around that experience too. Mm -hmm. So I think we, again, curiosity Mm -hmm. and honesty and being able to look through this lens of perspective that says, I am a product of my experiences, mm-hmm. my relationships, and my upbringing, yeah. and what does it mean to um, honor, even in grief, mm-hmm. whether that's loss or abandonment or whatever that is, that things were not the way that they ought to be. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, walking in the way of Jesus is hard. Yes. Um, there are many times that the longer, the longer that I walk with Jesus and the longer that I walk with other people in mm-hmm. walking with Jesus, yeah. the more I realize that there are, there are a lot of places where it would be easier to do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Not better, <laughs> but easier. Right. Um, and when we talk about dealing with the loss of a parent, when we talk about healthy relationships with parents that were doing their best and we had a healthy family in, in, in any and anything in between or on any extreme, it is complicated and it's difficult and it takes a long way. Um, and we have to give ourselves space to not try to rush it. Um, you know, last Sunday, one of the things we said was, um, the, the right step is just the next step. <laughs> the mm-hmm. goal is just the next step. It's not to have everything figured out or to be all the way there or be complete. The goal is just the next step. That's the right thing to do. And I think that's worth keeping in mind in all of this is um, I don't have to have a perfect relationship with my parents. I don't have to have perfect parents. I don't have to have all this figured out right now. I just want to take a step towards health and honoring my parents. I'm going to take one step towards that and then I will be healthier and living more fully in the way of Jesus than I was yesterday, and that's enough. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So, are are there any um, any practices or any um, any tools that you would recommend that would help us kind of orient our lives around God's character um, in in the face of um, our own experiences? <laughs> I would say, you know, seeking to understand God's character, right? And seeking to understand maybe even what you first described of God as the ideal father. Mm -hmm. So if I know my experience with my mother, with my father, and even after I can acknowledge, you know, the brokenness or the impact that um, large or small mistakes have had Mm -hmm. on me, I need to be able to look at scripture and see... God's character and mm-hmm. and God's role as father and understand who he is. So I think that that becomes intentional mm-hmm. work when we can say I'm seeking to understand him as father. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at um, Old Testament texts, looking at New Testament texts, looking at Jesus's relationship in the gospels to his father, mm-hmm. to um, understanding how God sees us, mm-hmm. understanding how we ought to see and revere Him. Uh, again, not that we have the same relationship sure. or, yeah. or dynamic with God that we have with our parents by any means, but that ultimately we need to understand who He is truthfully, not only in my assumption or projection Mm -hmm. of him. And so um, I think scripture becomes our first guide uh, in that way. And I believe being able to to study, to ask others who have studied, ask others who have different experiences Mm -hmm. than we do in their own families to give perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, to give, help us have insight into even the questions we ask. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think God's character is our, guide. He is our, uh, he, he is our ultimate example. And so it's much, much more important for me to understand truthfully 
who he is, how he sees me, mm-hmm. and how I ought to see, know, and love him, mm-hmm. then for me to, and then allow that sure. to frame yeah. how I understand honoring mm-hmm. my father and mother. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to come back to that, that we were talking about earlier a little bit is that God is redemptive in revealing himself as father and and mother. And God will redeem through understanding his character as father, will bridge the gap yes. for us so that we can see the good of our parents and the humanness mm-hmm. and the sin and the shortcoming of our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and and God becomes the redemptive one who does the work of aligning us as we allow him to, maybe in practicing spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, I, want, I want to remind everybody that's listening of um, something we talked about in, in the sermon um, on this commandment, and it was apophatic theology, um, which is practiced often in... Um, traditionally, I believe in Russian Orthodox and Eastern Orthodox Christian traditions. Um, and it's the idea of, of negative theology or that um, we learn as much of who God is from what he's not as we do from confirming what he is. And I believe it is a godly thing to do and it is honoring to our parents and glorifying to God to look at our stories and maybe say in the positive to say something like, my parents provided for my needs, and they worked hard to do so. God is a provider, and I praise him for that. Mm-hmm. My parents were not there for me emotionally, and God is not distant from my emotions. Mm-hmm. God is not that, and I glorify him because he is not that. Yes. Both of those things can be true. My parents yes. can show me in the positive and in the negative what God is, and that can be a practice of looking at my story. It can even be a practice of looking at my own life. Um, and saying, I have modeled the way of Jesus to someone in this way, and I failed in this way, but thank the Lord that God yes. is not the way I am. Yes. Um, and, and, and using this positive and negative confession mm-hmm. um, of telling the truth of what God is and what he isn't can be healing to our hearts. Yes. Yeah. Well, we have, this has been a long conversation, um, but I think a very good conversation. You have any closing thoughts? I I love the emphasis that you originally placed on just the curiosity. Mm. There's a fa- this famous maybe joke of a a quote that's often used by therapists in counseling is notice that or tell me more about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And it is that experience of <laughs> sure. curiosity. Yeah. And that becomes so important mm-hmm. even in our relationships with our parents yeah. um, in all of our relationships but especially when we are seeking to understand more about our own experience and maybe even in order to break those generational patterns mm-hmm. or ch- generational curses to be able to say I'm choosing to mm-hmm. do something different that is more honoring yeah. to both my parents and to the Lord mm-hmm. by seeking to do something different in obedience to him. Yeah. And that curiosity allows us to understand mm-hmm. what that ought to be in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Be curious, be patient, mm-hmm. give yourself grace. 
Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, we got one more episode, I believe. We'll see one more episode in this series, Help I'm a Hypocrite. I uh, hope you guys tune in, and we will see you on Sunday. Thank you so much for listening to At Coffee with the Fold. I hope that this conversation was helpful as you pursue the healing and wholeness of Jesus. If you want to sign up for a Fold group and join community, if you want to attend an event on a Sunday morning, or if you're just looking for the next thing that's coming up that you can join with our community in doing, then make sure you go to thefoldgreenville.org or you follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.